clap of praise right where you are. We are excited about our midweek push that's happening this evening. And we have our special guest, our deacons, doing our midweek push. So we're going to turn it over to Deacon Roscoe and as he gives a few announcements. Good morning. Good, well, good evening. Good evening. That just tells you how the day is going for me. It's one day to the next day. Good evening, everyone. Good, good evening, our New Life friends, family, global listeners, and everyone alike. Uh, welcome to another midweek Bible study push. As you see today, we are standing here or sitting here today. We got uh, the deacons on a panel today because today we get a lovely gave our pastor a lovely opportunity to take a break. That's the hardest working pastor, as some people would say, this side of the Mississippi. Now, me personally, I don't even know what that means, this side of the Mississippi, because the world is round. But I'm not going to get into the, uh, <laughs> the, 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 the geography of the whole thing, uh, that saying. But uh, we did want to give our pastor a break because today is his birthday, and we wanted to celebrate him today, give him a chance on a break from uh, doing the midweek Bible study push. Um, so today, what we're going to do, we're going to have our fellow deacon, Deacon Tatum, um, lead us in a, a nice happy birthday because we know our pastor is going to watch if he's not watching already. So we're going to have Deacon Tatum lead us in the, in the happy birthday song because, you know, if I lead us, then y'all probably not going to be able to follow. So we're going to let somebody that know how to sing lead us in happy birthday. We also, before One, two. Deacon Tatum gives that, we want to shout out happy birthday to all those for the month of April, especially including Sister Barbara Watkins. Whose birthday is also today. Whose birthday is also today. We also want to say happy anniversary to those uh, that uh, got married in the month of April and all other stuff. So go ahead and take it, Deacon Taylor. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear pastor. Happy birthday to you. Amen. amen, amen. Happy birthday to Pastor Tatum and everyone else celebrating the birthday this month. Um, we do have a few announcements I would like to share, starting off with our prayer ministry, which is going to get jump started here shortly. I know we're working on getting the prayer box built so you can drop those prayer requests in, but uh, that is the ministry. And if you're interested in joining that ministry, I can't think of who's over that ministry. Uh, Minister Trinell, Sister Blanche Sister Williams Blanche over Williams. that uh, prayer ministry. So um, if you're interested in being a part of that prayer ministry, please see Sister Blanche Williams so that um, she can give you some details on what, what, what is required of that ministry and um, what you can do to help and remember that uh, black box will be put out there or the box will be put out there so you can drop those prayer requests in um, as each week uh, they will go through there and, um, and, and, and offer, your, offer their prayers up on your behalf to our Heavenly Father. Also coming up next month, we have Operation Dry Bombs. This is something I know um, our First Lady takes very uh, hard to doing. And it's a great thing for our community. Um, Operation Dry Bottoms, I don't know the specific numbers. But I know hey, they have given away a lot of diapers over the course of the year of the of the year that they have since they started and since they've been doing it. And it's going to continue and only going to get better, of course, with your support and with your help. Uh, the information is there on the screen. I believe it's May 21st um, is when the next Operation Dry Bottoms is. So please 
If you have any questions, contact the uh, church. Uh, Minister Trinell will be able to answer any questions uh, regarding that. Or if you see Sister Tatum, you can ask her, and she'll be able to give you any information as well. Also, uh, we have a Wolverine uh, main session coming up. We're going to have Minister Trinell touch on that to give you the details of that. All right. On May the 5th, which is a Thursday, we're asking for all hands on deck here at uh, New Life because we are hosting the oratorical contest and also the convention classes that start at 4 p.m. with the oratorical following up at 6 p.m. The Zoom information is in the bottom. The number is 886-1944-3612. Once again, that's 886-1944-3612. Um, classes for registration for this, you can go to the Wolverine website and you can register um, for this uh, great occasion that we're going to have here if you would like to be a part of the Zoom information. Also, we have Wolverine classes coming up in the month of May for the 16th through the 19th. We have two certified courses, which is 7024, which is Discovering Your Spiritual Gifts, taught by Dr. Tony Grant as the instructor, and also certified course in 9004, which is Writing Techniques One, taught by Sister Samuel Instructor. This is a deadline for this registration is May 15th. Um, uh, 2022. So if you would like to be part of that as well, you're more than welcome to um, register for that at the Wolverine website. Also, there will be workshop classes. We'll have that information at a later date to come for that. Following up our Wolverine, we also have the Teaching Summit, Teaching in Uncharted Territory, which is June 4th at 9 a.m. We have Two general session um, instructors uh, from our National Congress uh, leadership, Dr. Carl Washington and Dr. Brett Snowden. Um, and we also have some session leaders um, that will be there that will touch on how to teach in an uncharted territory, how to teach during the pandemic, how to teach um, our youth now, how to deal with how do you uh, focus yourself, focus your classrooms on what to do now, now that the pandemic is almost over. The host church is Trinity Missionary Baptist Church. There is a $25 registration fee. Um, registration is covered for Wolverine churches who have paid their 2022 registration fees, and there will be a lunch provided. This is a hybrid session, so if you would like to be a part of this, you can register online or in person at the Wolverine website website. It'll take you to a Ticketmaster link and you are asked to register for one general session and one uh, class session as well. So that way you can be a part of both of those. That is your announcement so far for Wolverine. Back to you. Thank you for that, Minister Trinell. Um, also, a couple other announcements we have. We have a very special day happening coming up and I know a lot of people have been waiting on. And that's the park opening. That gives us all a chance and an opportunity to lose some of these winter weight, some of this pandemic weight, or whatever you making an excuse for that weight, extra weight to be called. It's a chance for you to get out there and um, exercise to your heart's desire. Um, the grand opening of the park will be May 7th. Of course, we don't know the actual weather, what it's going to be like. But we're going to have a celebration that day. Um, on May Saturday to May 7th, just, um, just opening the park and giving people opportunity and chance to come out and fellowship with us. So we're asking that everyone come out on that day and fellowship with us on a grand opening of our park. We're well, not grand opening, but the opening of our park for this year. Um, 
We also will have a couple, hopefully we have a couple vendors on site also as well um, once we get confirmation from them. Also, I'm going to turn it over now to Deacon York as he um, talks about our sick and shut-in and um, any upcoming um, or anyone that may be sick or anyone, any funerals we have. So, Deacon York. Amen. So, I just want to keep uh, the ones who lost some loved ones, uh, Sister Studeman, want to keep her lifted up in prayer. Uh, also, Sister Ann Hinn, that she lost her fiancé. Uh, he will be funeralized Thursday. Friday, I'm sorry, at 10.30 at Brown's Funeral Home. We want to keep all of them lifted up in prayer. Amen. Amen, amen. And if anyone else is out there who haven't contacted us and then sick um, or having difficulties, please um, get in contact with us we'll, so we, we can know and we can offer our prayers and do anything we can to help. All right, so that concludes our announcements for today. And uh, before I go too far, I want to remember always to tell you guys to like and share like and share that is how that is one way actually using the technology that we can evangelize is through you liking the uh, the sermon or the message and sharing the message that's a that's a form of evangelism don't just like it and share it share it specifically to people you know who have um who may not know christ or or those who may be um at this time who may be away from church at the time so that's one way that you can evangelize and use the technology or the means of the technology that we have today to, to reach souls for Christ. Um, as we know, the world is changing, times are changing, technology is changing, but Christ's word never changed. So we got to use the technology and the things that we have to still spread his word and get his word across to others. And we can do that by easily liking and sharing and, like I said, make it specific, tag people in it, especially if you know um, that they are, uh, they don't know Christ, or if they're um, in, in, in between churches, I would say, right now. So make sure you like and share. And once again, thank you all, global listeners, for chiming in. I know I'm not as um, have the savvy to know all the different places uh, that we have people watching from. I know P Pastor gives us a list every week. Go from Tennessee, Louisiana, to California, to Kalamazoo, to. Thailand to, you know, it's a long list, Pastor. I don't know how you remember that each and every week, but thank you, global listeners, for watching and listening and tuning in as well. All right, so that concludes our announcements for today. So we're going to jump right into it today. Of course, today we have a, a panel of us today. I'm Deacon Rasco. To my left, probably your right, we have um, Deacon Tatum. And to my immediate right here, we have our chairman, Deacon uh, York. And then we have Deacon Stewart to my further right. And today we're going to, um, like I said, fill in for our pastor and just talk about what we've been going over for these past few Wednesdays, these past few Sunday during life development hours. And of course, as you all know, the title for our, for our service or for our life development hour theme has been Moving Forward, Improving My Life by Improving My Walk with God. Now, the course, over the course of these last few weeks, I know Pastor have touched on many things regarding how, how, how are we going to improve our, our lives with God and our walk with God by improving our lives. So to begin today, we're going to do as we always do. We're going to start off with our background scriptures. So we're going to have our deacons here to read a background scripture, starting with, um, let's say, Deacon Tatum. Um, if you have Hebrews 12 and 1 right there. We're going to have you start there. We have Deacon York pick up on Luke 9 and 62, 
And then we have Deacon Stewart pick up on James 4 and 8. So Deacon Tatum. Hebrews 12 and 1 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Amen. Digging your? Amen. Luke 9, 62 says, And Jesus said unto them, No one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. James, James 4 and 8 says, Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Amen, amen, amen. Thanks for the reading of the word. Now, as you all know, this series is designed to help us as believers reset our relationships with God and resize our focus on serving God in all aspects of our lives. Pastor entitled it um, A Total New Life. And one thing Pastor said is uh, that what, what, what he asked us the question, what would it look like if we actually had total new life? And he, he pointed it out in Scripture how... We, how it might look. And we, and we use the scriptures, Luke 9, 23 to 26, which I'll read here shortly. But it says, Jesus gives us a clear definition of what total means. And according to Luke 9 and 23, it says, if a man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whoever will lose his life for my sake, the same shall save it. For what is a man advantage if he gain the whole world and lose himself or be cast away? For whosoever shall be ashamed of me and of my words of him shall, shall the son of man be ashamed. When we shall come in his own glory and in his father's and of the, and, and of the holy angels. So things that we touched on over the past couple of weeks, we talked about Three things we need to do in order to improve our lives, um, to improve our lives. It's that it starts with us surrendering our lives. And we do that according to Luke 9, 23, where it says, deny himself, we take up the cross, and we follow Jesus. As we touched on, he said denying ourselves, the Bible dictionary says, it's a willingness to deny oneself a possession or status in order to grow in holiness and a commitment to God. Now, for several weeks, we talked about our denying ourselves. And I know we touched on, we had the deacons um, sit up here and talk about what it means to deny themselves. So today, we're going to have them touch on it again. What does it mean to you when it, when, uh, when it tells us in the scripture, it says, deny yourself? Deacon York. Uh, to deny myself, I think it means that, uh, that I must give in all for what I have. Amen. That. I had to put self out the way to, to encounter what I need to receive from God. I, have, I must move self out the way. Amen, amen. Deacon Tatum. Denying myself would be to deny everything that my flesh wants. And my flesh wants a whole lot every day. I have to be careful of what my flesh does while I'm at work, while I'm talking to my children, while I'm talking to my wife. Flesh is always trying to take over. So you have yes, to be careful and always keep Jesus 
on your mind. And you, it's easy to deny yourself if you do that. Amen, amen. And Deacon Stewart. I think um, denying yourself is, um, it's like you said, Deacon Roscoe, sometimes it's easier than what we make it out to be. Because it's, it's, we make it hard, make it sound like it's hard to deny ourselves because the flesh wants what the flesh wants. But if you deny yourself and, like it says, take up your cross and, your cross and follow Christ, then your life would be so much better. So just get into the practice of denying yourself. Amen, amen, amen. One thing when, I, when, I, when you talk about denying yourself, I think about not listening to that little man on your shoulder. You know, that, that little guy that's telling you to do things that, that might not be of, of, of God because we know that little guy on our shoulder, most of the time it's our flesh telling us to do things that we shouldn't be doing. But that guy always getting our ear, just chapping, chapping, chapping. So we got to deny that little, as I said, deny that little man on your shoulder telling you to, to, to do, the, do the sins of this world. But in the scripture we talked about, or in, um, previously we talked about six different things that we can do when it comes to denying ourselves, or six different ways of denying ourselves. One was by fasting. Fasting is one of the, is one of the dis disciplines of self-denial that the Jesus practiced himself, according to Matthew 4, 1 and 2. The second thing we can do is we can give to the poor and needy. That is a form of self-denial that Jesus encouraged as well, as we can see back based on Matthew 5 and 42, and Luke 11 and 41. Another way of den uh, denying ourselves is watching, watching in prayer is another way to deny yourself in service to God, as Jesus demonstrated according to Matthew 14 and 23 and uh, 26 and 41. The fourth way was likewise living modestly rather than indulging in excessive luxury is an area in which believers can exercise self-denial. And I know a lot of us sometimes do that a lot. We, we get so caught up in indulging in the things of the world that sometimes we forget one way of denying yourself is not indulging in some of those things that we are in, sex, in excess of. The fifth thing was perhaps the most significant way we can practice self-denial is in how we love and esteem our brothers and sisters in Christ. Now, self-denial is the basis for Christian fellowship and service within the church. Now, I know when Pastor touched on this a couple weeks ago, you know, we, we, you could probably hear a pin drop because a lot of times that's one of the areas that we struggle with, which is uh, picking up and lifting up our brothers and sisters. I mean, sometimes it's easy for us to be like, okay, yeah, you know, I can I cannot, you know, get this extra uh, item of clothing article. I can not get this extra materialistic thing, but when it comes to lifting up our brothers and sisters and with the self-esteem, that's where we sometimes fall at, and sometimes we have an issue. Now, the sixth thing we talked about as far as being able to self, uh, deny ourselves is denying ourselves means seeking the good of others before looking out for yourself. Now, this is another one that we sometimes have problem with because Honestly, most of us sometimes think about ourselves before we think about anyone else. Because our favorite saying is, I got to look out for me. It's about me, you know what I'm saying? So we get to talking about, you know, ourselves, trying to look out for ourselves more so than we look, up, look out for others. But according to Ruth 2 and 11, when Ruth followed Naomi, she practiced self-denial for the benefit of her mother-in-law. So she was looking out for someone else rather than looking out for herself. So another form of denying ourselves is looking out or seeking the goods of others. 
Now, the second part, according to Luke 9 and 23, talks about taking up the cross. So now I'm going to touch on Acts our deacons again. I know Pastor asked this before. What does it mean? What do you think it means, or in your own words, when he says take up the cross daily, what do you think that means? We're going to start right now with um, Deacon York. Amen. Um, to take up the cross, it means that I must also deny myself, and I must be committed, amen, to, to doing the necessary things I need to do uh, to follow Christ, taking up the Christ. Do whatever it takes to follow Christ. Amen, amen, amen. Deacon Tatum, what does it mean to you to take up the cross daily? When I think about taking up the cross, I really think about um, Jesus as he carried the cross for us. As he carried that cross to Calvary's hill, he took all of our sins with him. And if he can do it, I should be able to do it. I should be able to try and do it. So taking up the cross to me is being like Jesus did, forgetting about the worldly things and thinking about your brothers and sisters in Christ. Amen, amen. Deacon Stewart? Um, I think this, um, taking up the cross, it just means um, what to me, to do the things that, that God calls us to do, to, work, to bear the full weight of the, um, the word of God, like, you know, the, the, like you said, deny ourselves, to let go of the worldly things, and just to, to follow the law of the Lord. Amen, amen, amen. One thing I think, um, e even myself, as I read this scripture, one thing we kind of glance over, which is a very important part of taking up the cross, is it says take up the cross daily. So to me, that gives light to the fact that it isn't something that we're going to do once. It's not something that we're just going to, okay, today I, you know, I'm going to take up the cross, um, but tomorrow I'm going to be good because I already took up the cross yesterday. That word daily implies to me that we're always going to have things that we come across that is going to come up against us that we need to, to look to Jesus for. As in the scripture, the cross was an instrument of death. What Jesus is referring to is the commitment to him, even unto death, obedience to the extreme measure and willingness to die in pursuit of obedience. Death on the cross was not pleasant. It was painful and humiliating. The implication is that even if obedience is painful and humiliating, we should be unwilling to endure it for Christ. And that's something we have to do on a daily basis. I know Pastor asked a question talking about, you know, if someone said right now that to either deny your, deny your faith, deny Jesus, or to die, how many of you would actually choose death? And it's easy to, you know, without the situation coming upon us to say, yeah, I say I'll die, I'll die, I'll die. But when that actual situation, if it came to you, and somebody had a gun in your face say, oh, you love Jesus, or you wouldn't have died for Jesus, what would you actually do? And it's one of them hypothetical situations where it actually should put you in a thinking mode of what does it mean to really take up the cross daily? And what does it mean to, to, to take up the cross? So we got to be willing to, to, to give our life for the sake of Christ in order to, to progress his, God's word. Now, the third piece that we were talking about, we talked about follow me. Now, when you say follow me, it seems simple. You know, it seems like, okay, all I got to do is follow you. But it's a little bit more to it. So we're going to ask the deacons once again, when, 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 they tell, when, when the Bible tells us to follow me, what, the, what does it mean to you? What does it mean to you? Starting off with Deacon Tatum this time. Follow me. You know, I work... Um, for the educational system, and 
I have the opportunity of being a lead person and I'm always telling my group of people to follow me. So I make myself an example. Whatever I do, you should do if I tell you to follow me. I'm using it in that aspect because whatever Christ says, we should follow whatever he says. Amen, amen, amen. Deacon York? Yeah, uh, I agree with uh, Deacon Tatum. He said, by uh, following Jesus, it means that I must follow his direction today and not my direction today because my direction is always to get me messed up. You know, so I must follow his direction today, his guidance, his instructions, and I must be obedient to his instructions today. Amen. Amen. And Deacon Stewart. Um, like Jesus says, follow me. If, if I know the path, the, 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 the easier way, the, the smoother way, and I'm telling somebody to follow me, that means I'm going to guide you the quickest and in, in, in the easiest way. That is not going to be so hard for you. But if you stray off from, from following me, then whatever um, downfalls you face are on your own. So if you follow me and follow my lead and do, do as I say, then I'll get you through this. Amen, amen, amen. And when I think about following me, I'm thinking about um, being, being led by someone who, who, I really, who I really want to be led by. You know, because follow me can go so many different ways. You can follow the wrong person. You can follow those who have influence in a negative aspect and, and go down the wrong path. Now, you can follow them perfectly, but following them perfectly doesn't take you down the right path. So Jesus specifically said, follow me. So we are to do as Jesus, Jesus has done. Um, according to Luke 9 and 62, it said, it said, And Jesus said unto him, No man, having put his hand to the plow and looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. Which to me says that when you're following someone, you have to be looking ahead. Because how can you follow someone if you're constantly looking back, trying to see where you came from, trying to see the past thing you did, trying to relive some of your old life? If you're doing that, it's going to be hard to follow anyone because what, what you, what's going to happen is once you start to look back, you're going to lose sight of what you, or who you're supposed to be following. And once you lose sight, sometimes it's very hard to catch back up. Think about it. Now, I know all of us that did. I'm going to use this analogy because I know at some point in time that if, if you're driving, you've texted and drove. You, you text and drive. I mean, I know it's, I know it's bad, but I know everybody doesn't... If they didn't text, they didn't look at that phone. And some people probably didn't have a scare. I know I had a scare which stopped me from texting and driving. I ain't go, I'm not going to sit here and tell a story and say I don't glance and drive. But I had a scare that stopped me from texting and driving. One day I was driving my car, um, looking at the road, looking where I was supposed to be going, following the signs. And all of a sudden I get a text. And I looked at my, look at my phone for just a hot second, which is what I thought it was. And then all of a sudden I look back. And all of a sudden, I'm coming right up on the back of a big old truck. Now, before I was looking at my phone, I thought the truck was way far away. But losing sight just for those, that brief time, almost cost me my life. And that can happen to all of us. When we lose sight and lose focus on who we're following or what we're supposed to be paying attention to, it can cost you your life, whether it be physically in a physical sense or it can cost you your spiritual life. So we always got to make sure that we're following Christ and keeping our eyes and staying focused on who we are supposed to, who are we are, who are, who we're supposed to be following us. Um, if you have your Bibles or your scriptures there, Chanel will put it at the bottom of the screen. Um, also turn to John 8 and 12. 
And it reads, Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but, have the sh but shall have the light of life. Once again, it talks about us following, following Jesus. Once again, we're walking in light as we follow him. But if you don't do that, guess what? You're going to be walking in darkness, as it says in the scripture. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness. Now, how many of us right now sometimes feel that we're walking in darkness? Walking in darkness can be just not knowing the direction we want to go in life, not knowing what's the next decision we want to make in life. Sometimes those things can be easily answered if we just walk in the light, which, is mean, which means just simply following Jesus. Proverbs 16 and 3 states, Commit thy works unto the Lord, and thy thoughts shall be established. Psalm 37 and 5, Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. And he shall bring forth thy righteousness as a light, and thy judgment as the noonday. So as we've been talking over the past few weeks, we touched on what we need to do in order to deny ourselves, to, to take, take up our cross daily, and what it means to follow Jesus. Now, a pastor started talking on or, uh, or teaching on our piece that we're going to touch on today, which is moving forward, a new walk in obedience. Now, this is an area that, as a Christian, that I know that we all struggle with from time to time. Is being obedient to the word of, word of God. And it's a, it's a struggle because it's so easy for us to, to, to not be obedient to God. If you, if you, if you get, catch my drift. It's easier sometimes for us to just follow the way of the world or do what's easy. And, some, and as we know, obedience to Christ isn't as easy as we would like it to be sometimes. But it's something that God calls us to do, to be obedient to him and obedient to his word. Now, the definition, of Bible definition of uh, obedience states, is the general concept of obedience, both in the New and Old Testament, relates to hearing or hearkening to a higher authority. Now, I know when, <laughs> this is a touchy subject, when people get married. That's why it's funny because, you know, if you've heard or been a part of wedding parties, a lot of times the women, I'm going to take that obey part out. I'm going to take that obey part out. I ain't bad nobody. I'm going to do what I do. And that's what we do a lot of times when it comes to Jesus. We, we might not say it that way, but in our mind we'd be like, I'm going to take that obey part. I'm going to do what I want to do. You know what I'm saying? I know God said don't have no sex before marriage, but uh, it feel good. I'm going to you know, and we, and we go doing things that God tells us not to do. We start uh, uh, having premarital sex. We start taking drugs. We start doing things that God doesn't want us to do because it feels the good to us. So we, well, I ain't gonna bail him, Kyrie. I ain't gonna bail him on that part. I'm gonna, I'm gonna read my Bible like you say, but I'm not gonna do this, that, or the other. So a lot of times we come into to, to, to conflict when it comes to being obedient to Christ's word, and sometimes it's. Like I said, it's a lot more difficult than, than, than we want it to be as Christians. So, Deacon York, what's your take on obedience? Uh, obedience. I think you know, obedience can be tough, amen, but I personally myself that 
once I begin to have a relationship with God and I truly begin to love God, that one that pulled me out the slimy pits of hell and put my feet on solid ground, it's more easier to be obedient to the word of God. Amen, amen, amen. Deacon Tatum, what's your take on obedience? Obedience. Wow. Obedience to me would be submitting to authority. Obedient. To be obedient to somebody or something. Be obedient. To be obedient to God is to follow his word. To be obedient in this life and to be able to make it from day to day on a daily basis, it is to be obedient to God. I mean, I don't know any other way to explain obedience except for I know when my children are disobedient. <laughs> I know when my grandchildren are disobedient. I know when my workers that I work with are disobedient. So the flip side of that is to do the right thing. Amen, amen. Uh, Deacon Stewart. <laughs> What's your take on obedience? To me, obedience is um, making up your mind to do the right thing. And when you make up your mind to be obedient to something, it's hard for you to almost to be obedient to, to yourself in that, in that sense. Like if I made up my mind that I'm going to do something, then I'm going to do it. Sometimes you, we, don't, we, we don't even have the obedience to, to be obedient to ourselves with that. But I, I, my, my thing of obedience is, is just to... Once my mind is made up to commit to something, if I made up my mind to follow God and to do what God tells, tells me to do, that's exactly what I'm going to do. And I'm not going to stray from that. So obedience to me is just making up your mind to do something and doing it. Amen, amen, amen to that. Now, it seems like obedience would be easy based on what Deuteronomy 11, 26 to 28 says. And it says, obey and you will be blessed. Right there, it makes it, it makes it makes it seem easy. Like, oh, all I gotta do is obey, and I will be blessed. And it also says, disobey, and you will be cursed. That's another reason to make us say, oh, it's it's real easy to obey because if I obey, simple enough, I'm blessed. And if I disobey, I will be cursed. So, giving us, you know, as they say, hindsight twenty twenty, it seems. Like it'll be easy for us to obey, but why is it that sometimes we're disobedient? I'll tell you some of the reasons why, because that little guy on our shoulder that I was talking about before, that flesh of ours, always want us to be disobedient because sometimes he makes disobedience seem so good. So we, we, we look at the immediate gratification of being disobedient as opposed to what God says in Scripture where he tells us to obey and we will be blessed. We look at, okay, if I disobey what God's saying, right now at this minute, at this particular second, I'm going to have some form of happiness. So we lose sight of the blessings that God is going to give us because we want to be gratified by this immediate, immediate uh, gratification of the disobedience that we're performing. That is why sometimes it's so hard for us to be obedient to Christ's word, not because of we don't know about being, uh, being obedient is, be, is to be blessed or, being, or disobeying is to be cursed is because that immediate gratification of disobeying sometimes outweighs us thinking or knowing when we're going to be blessed. Because as much as we want our flesh or desire, being blessed doesn't always come the way that we want it to come. You know, because a lot of times we talk about, 
Ooh, I want to be blessed. That means that I'm going to be rich. I'm going to have all this money. I'm going to have all these cars and have this lavish lifestyle. Sometimes that's our concept or our thought process on what it means to be blessed. But guess what? You woke up today. You was blessed. You had food on your table. You was blessed. You got a roof over your head. You was blessed. So we sometimes forget about what the actual blessing is that God gives us. And we look at that media uh, gratification of that disobedience. Or like, okay, I'm going to disobey God. I know God say don't do this, but uh, right now that's going to feel better. Or right now that's going to do me better. So I'm going to be disobedient. So we got to sometimes we got to tune out that instant gratification and look, look at the blessing that God has already blessed us with. Because it said many times over and over again, if God don't do anything else for me, what does it say? He has done enough. Ain't that what, ain't that what one of them songs say? I know Deacon Tatum know the song, but I ain't going to let him sing. <laughs> but, but as I was saying, like, moving, like obedience, we got some scriptures here that we're going to touch on. Um, each one of us deacons, we're going to touch on some of these scriptures and, and give our take and our spill on what it means to be obedient or what these scriptures are actually saying to us. And we're going to pick up here, starting on, uh, if you got your outlines, uh, Deacons, on um, page 15. Here are some of the uh, scriptures in the Bible that touch on or touch, talk about obedience. And the first one um, is, um, comes in 1 Samuel 15 and 20 through 23. And I'll read that one, and then we'll pick up with uh, Deacon Tatum uh, taking 1 John 5 and 2. Deacon York, you taking John 14 and 15. And Deacon, Deacon Stewart, you taking John 14 and 23. As a reason, 1 Samuel 15 and 20 through 23, it says, And Saul said unto Samuel, Yea, I have obeyed the voice of the Lord, and have gone the way which the Lord sent me, and have brought Agag, the king of Amalek, and have utterly destroyed in the Amalekites. But the people took the spoil, and sheep, sheep and oxen, the chief of the things which, would have, which should have utterly destroyed, to sacrifice unto the Lord thy God in Gilgal. And Samuel said unto Hath, the Lord, as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifice as in obeying the voice of the Lord, behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to hearken than the fat of ram. Now, I'm going to stop right there just for a second. It says to obey is better than sacrifice. Now, when you think about obeying is better than sacrifice, I, I think about the sacrifice, the ultimate sacrifice that was given for us so, so that we can have total salvation. Jesus' sacrifice gave his life up for us so that we can have eternal life or be, have the ability to have eternal life in heaven. Of course, we have to accept that, but he sacrificed so much. But yet in the scripture, it tells us obedience is greater than sacrifice. Now, it picks up in uh, verse 22 and 2, and it says, And Samuel said, Have the Lord, oh, 23, I mean, For the rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness, stubbornness as is the iniquity and idolatry, because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, he have also rejected thee from being king. Now, that scripture is a mouthful, and we probably can 
stay up here forever on just those few verses. But uh, we're not. <laughs> we have uh, to progress. And uh, now we're going to have uh, Deacon Tatum talk, talk a little bit about 1 John 5 and 2 and give us that scripture. 1 John 5 and 2. By this we know that we love the children of God. When we love God and keep his commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. His commandments. Do you know his commandments? You know, without knowing what the rules are, you can't follow them. One of his commandments is, thou shall not steal. Mm. Some of my workers steal time every day. They late. Just using that for an example because God gave us rules to live by. All the commandments are there, and we're supposed to follow those commandments. He loved us enough to give us the rules to get to him. He sacrificed his life so that we can have life. Amen, amen, amen. Deacon York. John. 14 and 15 simply said, if you love me, keep my commandment. Amen. So people go around every day saying that, oh, I love God, you know, but they don't do anything about the commandment. They don't keep none of the commandment, you know. Amen. So it's so easy to utter, I love God, but we must be truly um, keep his commandments also. Amen. 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 It's funny that uh, Deacon York said that because we are quick to say, you know, I love Jesus. I love Jesus. I love Jesus. But in the scripture, God say, how you going to love me? You don't even love your brother. Not even your fist. Not your, some of us don't even love our, 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 our flesh and blood, blood, brother and sister. You know, how do you love me whom you have not seen? But yet, you know what I'm saying? You don't even love your brother in Christ. Or you don't even love your, 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 your biological brother, to, to, for instance. So... A lot of times we, we, we lose sight of the fact of uh, what it means to really love God. And how you do that is by keeping his commandments. Good, good take on that, uh, Deacon York. All right, Deacon Stewart, John 14 and 23. John 14, 23 says, Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my father will love him, and he will come unto him and make our abode with him. I mean, that just enough right there should just spark you to just to, just to love Jesus. If Jesus. Jesus said, if you love me, my father will gonna love him. So if I love Jesus, then that means the love of God is automatically up on me. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it says um, he will make his abode with him. That means I'm on, my, my, my home is going to be with God. So I'm threatening my place in heaven by not loving Jesus. Because if you can't love, and it says right here, if you don't love me, you don't love my daddy. And if you don't love my daddy, you can't come into his house. <laughs> so that right there, should, that, that should get you right there. Amen, amen, amen. Another scripture here, John, 2 John 1 and 6 states, And this is love, that we walk after his commandments. This is the commandment, that as ye have heard from the beginning, we should walk in it. As you've heard, these last couple of scriptures then talk, talked about how we should love God and, and how we do that is by being obedient to his commandments, which is the subject of today's matter, being obedient. 
It's so easy for us to talk about being obedient, but when it comes to actually being obedient, how, what does that look like? What does it look like? And he tells us it's simple. It's just easily easy as obeying his commandments. So it, it comes us getting our Bibles, getting our words, because you can't, as Deacon Tatum was saying, you can't obey the commandments if you don't know the commandments. You sit here and the only, thing, only commandments, only things you know about God is thou shalt not steal. You ain't going to steal nothing, but you probably going to kill somebody. You probably, <laughs> probably going to do the other ones. You're like, I only, are you going to cover, yep, you going to cover your neighbor's wife. You're going to do all the mothers there. Like, well, you know, I ain't steal though. <laughs> so if you don't get in your book, you don't get in the word and understand what God commandments are, understanding the difference between right and wrong and um, understanding his commandments, then you can't, you can't possibly say that you love God. Well, you can say it, but you can't actually mean that you love God. Because I seen on the, uh, on the live, somebody said, you can fix your mouth to say whatever you want it to say. We can fix our mouth all the time. But a lot of people fix their mouth um, and say, yeah, this year, you know, I'm going to uh, make sure, you know, I uh, give them my tithes. But then when it comes to actually doing it, a whole different story come out. You know, we fix our mouth to say a lot of things that, that our bodies or that, that we don't actually follow through on. We fix our mouths a lot of times in the beginning of the year. A lot of us start fixing our mouths and say, uh, yeah, this year I'm going to start dieting. Or this year I'm going to eat right. Or this year I'm going to exercise more. And we don't follow through with that. Uh, sometimes it's easy for us to just say things and not meet them and not follow them up with action. But to me, love is an action word. You follow that up by doing, not just by saying that we love Jesus, by by showing that you love Jesus. And you show that you love Jesus by doing, as I say, obeying his commands. Obedience is simply yielding to and following in totality the word of God without reservation. Scripture reminds that this, it is often a challenge for the average person. It's always hard for us to be obedient. Think about it, you know, on our day-to-day -day lives. You know, sometimes we don't even be obedient to, to some of the simplest things, like getting the places on time, getting to work on time. We in there falling in there five minutes late every day, every day, you know what I'm saying? And the only reason we do it because we haven't had that, that, uh, 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 that, that discipline of getting fired yet. So every day you walking in five minutes late, well, they ain't fired me. I'm going to be in five minutes late tomorrow. <laughs> so yeah, next year, Dick York said, next you're going to try 10. Let me see if I can get away with this 10. Oh, now the boss want to say something to me. I've been five minutes late every day. Now it's 10 minutes. Now he got a problem. So a lot of times we, uh, for the average person, it's hard for us to stay obedient to, to some of the simpler things in life. And even though we talk about being obedient to God's commandments, we understand that for the average person, it's not simple. And that's why it's something that we must attempt to do on a day-to-day -day basis. It isn't something that comes naturally to us because our flesh is a sin. And so a lot of times we want to do the sinful part more so being, than be obedient to God. And we have a couple other scriptures. I'm going to have a couple of the deacons touch on. Um, we have Isaiah 55, 8 and 9. Um, and we have, uh, let's say, uh, Deacon York take this one for us. Isaiah 55 and 8 says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, said the Lord. For it is heaven is higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts, then th your thoughts are not your thoughts. Amen. Amen. So, when I when I, when when pastor quotes this scripture a lot, 
Um, and the first thing that comes to mind is that we try to figure out what God, what God's intentions are through his words. We, we try to figure that out a lot. We always trying to figure out, we try to figure out God. But he tells us in scripture, my thoughts are not your thoughts. That's one way of saying quit trying to study and think about what, what I mean by this. Just be obedient. Just obey my commands. Because you sit there and try to think about what, hmm, I wonder what God meant by that. Hmm, I wonder. You know, we, you get so caught up in trying to think about it, you ain't obeyed not one command because you're too busy in la-la land thinking about, hmm, I wonder, hmm. I wonder. And it's, we get so far caught up in trying to think about what God intended or what his thoughts are that we lose sight of the things that God actually told us to do, which are obey his commands. Because my, my take is that if we actually understood God's thought, I don't think we can take it. We already can't look upon him, you know what I'm saying, without burning. So trying to just imagine trying to think about how God thinks, you know, that, 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 that'll probably give us the aneurysm real quick. That'd hurt my head just thinking about trying to, trying to think about what God means and what his intentions are. And he says, for his ways are not, our ways are not his ways. So we can't just get caught up in thinking that we're going to be Christ or we're going to be uh, we, the Lord because his ways are not his ways, our ways, and his thoughts are not our thoughts. So we just got to focus on what God told us to do. He, he left us the word. He left us biblical instructions or, as people, most people say, our basic instructions before leaving earth, our, the Bible. He, he left us that. So let us just focus on that rather than trying to focus on what God's thoughts are and what what, what he actually meant by that, sitting there giving yourself a headache trying to think about those things. Now, we got uh, Job 37, 23, and 24. We have uh, Deacon Stewart touch on that one and elaborate a little bit. Job um, 37, 23 says, Touching the Almighty, we cannot find him out. He is excellent in power and in judgment and in plenty of justice. He will not afflict. Men do not therefore fear him. He respecteth not that are wise of heart. So, I mean, just, just, just letting us know. I mean, you basically, you got to be stupid not to fear God. That's basically what it said. Like, I mean, it's, I can't say I love God and say that and then go out and do crazy things. I can't, I can't say I love God and then you see me pull up in a, you know, I got six other women in the car with me. I'm drinking liquor and the music turned up loud on rap. And I'm trying to get you to get in the car with me. How <laughs> I love God now, I'm already corrupt now. I'm kind of corrupt you. You know what I'm saying? So, no. If you don't love God, you're stupid. <laughs> In the words of Deacon Stewart. <laughs> That's what we're saying, though. <laughs> Amen. Now, the, one of the first points upon their uh, moving forward, a new walk in obedience, uh, Pastor uh, elaborated and says, obedience to God is not about following a list of rules. Because sometimes rules are easy. Rules are very easy for us. We like rules. You know, it's, it's easier sometimes for us to follow a rule because we can put it in our Rolodex. We can, you know, we can, we can uh, adjust our lives based on a rule. And while it may be true that following them can be difficult at times, we know we have because we all probably been sped. Some of us sped on our way to church today. So we have a difficulty sometimes following those rules. But, but we like them because it's, it's, it gives us a train of, uh, or a path to go, in a sense. It gives us a sense of security, and in the end, we even get to maintain a bit of control when we have those rules in place. After all, 
It is up to us to make the choice to follow the rules or to break the rules. And that's why sometimes, you know, it's, 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 that's what we want obedience to be like. If it's just, just a, as simple as a rule, like, okay, if I just be on time or if I just do this, then I can do that. Then you make your choice whether or not you want to obey the rule or not. But obedience, unfortunately, is not as simple as the rule is. Look at the Pharisees, for example. If anyone loved having rules, it was them. They loved them so much that they added additional rules just so they can feel good about having following them. Not only did they brag about their righteousness, they would distort and use the rules against others, including Jesus. Throughout Jesus' ministry, they used the rules to try to trap him. But if Jesus made one thing clear throughout his time here on earth, it was this. God isn't looking for rule followers. He is looking for those who are pure in heart, those who obey because of their desire to please him, and those who love them with their whole hearts because he first, because he first loved them. Another thing God isn't looking for, or another thing that God is looking for, he's looking for water workers, as, 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 as Pastor talks about often. He's looking for someone who's willing to, to risk, risk it in a sense, risk it all to follow him. Um, as, as we talked, as Pastor touched on and talked about a lot. So first thing, obedience to God is not about following a list of rules. As much as we would like to just follow some rules and, 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 and consider ourselves obedient, it's not that easy because obedience takes a little bit more sacrifice. It takes a little bit more dedication. It takes a little bit more than just, okay, I'm just going to do this today or I'm just going to follow this rule today. It takes a little bit more than that. Um, it takes us to being focused on obeying God's commands. It takes us being focused on doing what it is that God tells us to do. And that's a day-to-day task that we have to do. It isn't something that's going to come easy because today, yes, we may be obedient, but tomorrow brings about a whole different set of challenges. Today, we may have been obedient because we didn't come up across any challenges. We had a relatively easy day, as some of us would say. We're like, oh, hey, it was easy to be obedient today. I read my Bible today. I prayed today. So, you know, nobody ain't get on our nerves, so we ain't had no reason to be disobedient. <laughs> so we, we had a good, easy, be obedient day. But tomorrow, somebody calling you, saying something out of the way to you. Or, or if we in traffic, somebody cuts you off. And all of a sudden, that good old obedient yesterday becomes an old disobedient day, disobedient today. So it's not easy being obedient at all times. But that is something that we need to work on. And, and pray about and working on. And there are areas in each and every last one of our lives where we, we struggle with certain aspects of deep disobedience. Um, it might be something like, like, say, for instance, I, me, personally, it's easy for me not to steal. Somebody else might have a difficulty in stealing. It might be hard for me to, in a sense, let's say, stop lying. You know, <laughs> I, I, I might lie a lot, but I don't steal. So, so everybody, else, everybody has their different challenges when it comes to being obedient. And it's up for us to recognize those challenges and understand that, that God is our way to, to, to rectifying those challenges. And we can't do it in our own strength. 
And we can't look at someone else and be like, you know, we can't point fingers in, in a sense at others and be like, man, they being disobedient, they ain't doing this, they ain't doing that. But then at the same time, there are things that we're being disobedient at. Yes, as Christians, we ought to hold each other accountable, but that doesn't mean just, just pointing out what they're doing wrong without working on yourself and, 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 and trying to correct the things that you're doing wrong as well. So obedience, like I said, like, it's, like the point said, first point said, obedience to God is not about following the list of rules. It's about focusing on God, following his commandments that he has set forth for us, and making sure that we try our best to do it on a day-to-day basis. And not just just being, um, in a sense, being inconsistent in our faith, being inconsistent in our obedience to him. Because it's not easy. I'm going to give the title for two. I even know it's about, our time is about coming up here. Uh, two, the second point, it says, true obedience stems from a transformed heart. The heart, a transformed heart. Mm. The heart is a funny thing. The Bible tells us that it can be deceptive and wicked, according to Jeremiah 17 and 9. But the Bible also tells us that when we are born again, we are given a new heart. God removes our heart of stone and replaces it with a heart of flesh, according to Ezekiel 36 and 26. It says, a new heart also I will, will, will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you. And I will take away the stony heart from out of, our, out of your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh. Now, a transformed heart is something that, that according to scripture, as we've just read, is something that we're given once, once we give our lives over to Christ. He replaces our stony, sinful, sinful heart and replaces it with a flesh heart. Some, so, so he gives us a way out and, and gives us the answer and when it comes to, to being obedient to him. We just got to take the measure and take the necessary steps in order for us to, to be obedient to God. Uh, because if we don't take those steps, we're going to turn back over to our old ways and have those stone hearts and not be, as, not be obedient as we should. Now, I know it's coming close up on our tires, so I'm going to turn it over to our deacons to give their final thoughts as, um, as we close out today. So we're going to start with uh, Deacon Tatum. The word obedience is really sticking with me today. Um, I'm trying to be more obedient to his word, studying his word. Um, in the past, I haven't done like Timothy 2 and 15 says, study to show thyself approved. I want to study more. I want to be more obedient to his word. So that's what I'm getting out of this lesson moving forward. I want to do, I want to be better. I want to be able to talk to people and tell them what God means to me. I want to serve more than just bark out orders. I want to be a servant of God. Amen, amen, amen. Deacon Stewart. Um, when it comes to obedience, lately on a personal note, I found out that I was really being disobedient in from the, the word of God when he says, you know, let him fight our battles for us. You know, it's a lot of things that happen to us that we immediately just jump on. We don't even think like if I just sat back and gave that to God, that would have went so much better. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm focusing on. That part of the obedience is that for me to Rick, sit back, be quiet and be still and know that he is God and let God do what he says he's going to do. Amen, amen. And Deacon York. Uh, obedience for me is, um, you know, sometimes we, we must always follow God's lead because even if we don't even know the outcome, mm. because I know <laughs> I used to stumble a lot. 
but now it's being obedient to the word of God. You know, I seek God's lead today. And um, I'm able to move on. And I don't even have to know the outcome today. I just follow Christ. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Like, like I said, so think about it yourself. What is it? What can you do more of for Christ? What are some areas in your life where you've been a disobedient to God's commandment and his word? What areas do you need help with? Focus on those so that you can move forward and progress in God's kingdom here on earth. That's why we're called here. We're called to obey God. And one of the things that God asks us to do, he tells us to go. Go and make disciples, teaching them and baptizing them. So in order for us to obey his command, we must know his word. And it starts with being obedient to his word. In order, and, only, and the only way to do that is to get in this word and study it so that we can know what God asks ask of us. Now, another way right now that we can continue being obedient is through our giving. Um, I know it's just on the screen here shortly, but uh, let us not forget the ways that we have to give. You know, you can give through Givelify. Um, you can give through Cash App, um, which is, I can't read that. <laughs> which is um, which is on the screen that you should be able to read, but I can't read it. But we have, of course, you can come and drop down your um, giving at the church. You can drop it off here on, um, what is it, uh, Trinell? Is it Tuesdays? Oh, yeah, let me turn around. Yeah, I think that's the old one. But Tuesdays and Thursdays, um, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., or like I said, or newlifelcm.com uh, and cat. PayPal is New Life BCM and Cash App is dollar sign New Life BCM or as I stated, Givelify, which is New Life Ministries. Yeah, I don't know how Pastor see that far. See that far, but uh, that's good that Pastor could do that. I, I, I'm not that. We both wear glasses, but I think his prescription might be a little bit better than mine. <laughs> but also, um, we would like to, uh, you know, like I said, just wish Pastor a great happy birthday today. We also have our resident chairman, Deacon York, who's celebrating his anniversary on tomorrow, I believe it is. We give him a round of applause. He said this is him and Sister York, like 100th anniversary. Oh, my bad. I'm, oh, he might have said a little bit lower number. But once again, happy anniversary to those celebrating anniversaries this month. Happy birthday to those celebrating birthdays this month. It's been our pleasure um, being able to administer to you today and talk about obedience. Thank you for watching those global listeners. Thank you, those in attendance today. Thank you for coming and showing up today. And uh, we'll see you again on Friday as we have our, our, our word of prayer. God bless and uh, may God be with you throughout your day and throughout the rest of your lives. Amen.